Another frustrating thing is when you're paying a lot of money for a good meal, or not even a lot of money for a good meal, but you, you've gone for a meal and you want a good glass of wine and you want a wine and the sommelier knows nothing about it. And I think it can kill the meal. I mean, I went to, a friend of mine took me to a restaurant. It was rather expensive. And um, we got a, a, a glass of, a bottle of white wine, which had been decanted. I hadn't seen that before. Um, and it was the color of urine. And it tasted like urine. And uh, basically, we were made to feel as though we didn't know what we were talking about. So let's bring in Moses Maguaza. A very good afternoon to you. Hello, Moses. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, Jane. Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Lovely. So Moses is a Hostex 2024 ambassador and sommelier, and you hold qualifications from the Cape Wine Academy, the Wine and Spirit Education Trust in the UK. You're currently a sommelier at the restaurant manager at Prosopa Pretoria, where you're building a wine list in line with your passion for pairing African ingredients with wine. But right now we're talking about how important it is to train waiters and waiting staff on the value of wine, the importance of wine and the information that should go into selling this. Tell us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello, Jen, and uh, you're listening. To, uh, sorry, Jen, I'm actually uh, in Cape Town now at the farm, so that's why this is quite a bit uh, scrappy. Mm. Um, if you're yeah. moving, uh, please can you keep still because you're also coming and going. We're not having much luck with our sound today. Uh, okay, tell us, uh, uh, what, what are you seeing when it comes to waiting staff and and meals? What's going on? What's going wrong? Yeah, um, actually, uh, in the restaurant, actually, industry, uh, they, they, uh, it's, it's become vast and it's become very big and uh, very uh, famous, you know, uh, to people as well. Because a lot of people like to go out and go eat, and uh, they're you know spending time there and having anniversaries, birthdays, celebrations, and stuff. Mm. You know, yeah, that's why. Um, this, this, uh, but there's still a lot of uh, lack on uh, on the wine service staff. Mm. You know, yeah, and. Moses, I'm going to stop you there. The line is really bad, so we're going to try and call you back and hopefully we can get a better line on this important topic. Follow 702 on Twitter. At Radio 702. So we apologize for that sound. Um, As he said, he's on a farm and we've been trying to get him to a quiet place. And I would love to hear from you any of your experiences at a dining room table or or elsewhere about uh, the sommelier, how good or bad they've been and what sort of things you expect from them. The line, which is always open, 011-883-0702 or you can also WhatsApp me on 072-702-1702. I mean, I've been to several restaurants where you know what you want to eat but you're not sure what it is that you want to pair with it. And when you have a fantastic sommelier, there's just nothing more exciting. Um, And it really elevates the eating, the dining experience. And obviously, if you don't drink wine, there are also tea sommeliers out there. But I'm happy to say we've got one of the best on the line with us. And hopefully it's a lot clearer now. Moses? Hello, Jay. I can hear you now. Oh, lovely. Okay. All right. Uh, We were talking about uh, the training of, of waiting staff when it comes to wine and what should our expectations be? 
Yeah, uh, definitely. Because, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you really need uh, that good experience. You know, uh, uh, you you need to have, you know, a proper service when it comes to, to wine, not only for food. Uh, for, for my experience, you know, um, since uh, also I've been a judge for Eat Out, mm. we actually uh, visited quite a few restaurants of which uh, some of the waiters, they're really good on what they're doing, but they don't really have that enough knowledge when it comes to wine, you know? Because mm. wine is really, uh, you really enjoy the wine when somebody talks about it and, you know, and uh, uh, explain to you, you know, uh, in the way that you will expect that you're going to be excited to buy another bottle, mm. you know? Yeah, it's not about also not just the service itself, but also it benefits the restaurant, you know. Mm. That's why I feel like the restaurant here, they need to be more involved on that and, you know, training the, uh, the waiting staff. Because, look, there's not a lot of restaurants that actually uh, can afford to have a sommelier on, uh, on the floor all the time, mm. you know. But at least if there's waitering staff, they have a little bit of knowledge, not even if they don't have, you know, that much knowledge, but at least when they're saving one, they know what they're talking about, mm. you know. They know and, and I'm sure you don't have to, excuse me, interjecting, I mean, go into the, the yeah. levels of wine if you're not a trained sommelier. I mean, you can just say this is yeah. a, a punchy, heavy wine, good with steak, absolutely delicious, you know. Here's the price bracket, that that sort of thing. I mean, I my I fell in love with Pinot Noir. I think I, I think that was the wine that that they raved about in the movie Sideways. Um, and a sommelier who who paired a Pinot Noir, um, and I've always been a fan thereafter. And you know, you touched on it briefly how it could it could make more money for the restaurant yeah. and raise its profile. People say, you know what, you not only get a good meal there, but you also get a fantastic bottle of wine. Exactly, and a good service as well. You know. And, uh, you know, there was one time that there was very disappointing one restaurant, you know, I went to. And, uh, you know, I just, I didn't want a lot of wine. I just wanted a glass of wine. Mm. Um, then they served me a wine and the wine was cold. And uh, when I told the waiter, the waiter didn't even understand what I'm talking about. Mm. He looked at me like I'm weird, what I'm saying, you know. Mm. And then uh, I had turned back that glass of wine. And then they poured it from the same bottle. And then I uh, I taste the, when I taste the wine, I even asked the waiter, is it, this wine come from the same bottle? And then he said, yes. I said, you know, <laughs> this is the kind of things they don't understand mm. when I'm talking about the cork one or the wine is off or the wine is 40. And uh, they don't understand. Even the manager didn't even want to come to the table and explain because, you know, and I end up, you know, because now my day was like really ruined because this guy doesn't want to come to my table so that I can explain to him properly what I'm saying, mm. you know. And uh, I end up buying a bottle because that was the safer way to check for myself, you know. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and that actually spoiled my experience. Mm. And this kind of things needs to be, you know, because the food was good and the ambiance, the restaurant, everything was perfect. It's just that the series of the wine that spoiled the whole thing. Mm. So, yeah, I think and, the and, weight is... And, and it seems that there's also a certain amount of hostility when you say that there's something wrong. I mean, I yes, I've had many uh, bottles that have been corked and I can smell it even before it 
gets to my nose, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. and, and and rather than, okay, yes, let's take it away and get a new one. All right, Chris has also had a bad experience with wine. Let's bring him in on the line. Good afternoon to you, Chris. Hello, Jane. Uh, can you hear me? What happened to you? Uh, okay, I was in a fairly posh restaurant and I ordered a fairly posh bottle of wine. And we brought the bottle of wine, the right label and everything, but there was no cork and no capsule. And I said, I don't know what's in this bottle. You might say, I don't know. I, I was implying they'd taken an empty bottle and filled it with sort of plonk. Mm. So I said, take it away, bring me another bottle. They brought me a bottle with a capsule. said, no. The fact is, you could have filled the bottle, put a cork in, you I want you to bring me a bottle that has the capsule on it, and I want you to take the capsule here, open the bottle in my presence, and then I know I'm getting what I ordered. Now, that was a long time ago. It's never recurred. So I guess I call myself fortunate. <laughs> and and sorry, uh, your line broke up a little bit. Did, did they bring a new bottle? What, did you get what you wanted? Well, the first or the second time, Jane? The second time. The second time, yes, I sent back the bottle that had a cork in it, mm. but no capsule. And then the third time, they brought me a, a bottle complete with capsule, and I took the capsule off while I saw and extracted the cork. So I knew now that that was an unopened bottle, and I was getting what I'd ordered and was paying for. Mm. And I, I think I you, you raise an important point as well, that you actually have to say something, Moses, and I'm wondering what you your response is to this. I mean, you can't. You can't let it go. Wine is not cheap. Yeah, definitely. Wine is not cheap. And also, that's why you need a professional, even if it's not a professional, but the well-trained person uh, to address to this issue, you know. And uh, there should be a reason why this this, uh, this uh, wine comes like that, you know. Mm. And because there are some wines, I'm not going to defend uh, the restaurant or whatever. That was wrong, what they did. Mm. But uh, there's some wine, if there's a special wine, you know, because there's some winemakers, they will, like, give unlabeled wines to say, okay, can you try you know, and that needs to be communicated to the customer, you know. And then if you're waiting and well-trained enough, you will say, okay, let's try this. This was delivered by a winemaker by himself. This has not been released yet. There's no label yet, and you know this kind of stuff, mm. but uh, yeah, this yeah yeah that was very long. What the gentleman just called now. Um, okay, but, Moses. You know, what are your five basic wine training tips? Uh, first of all, you have to know all your cultivars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, secondly, um, you need to know your customer. You need to understand your customer. What do they like? What they don't like? And, uh, and how do you find what, that out? No, by communicating with the with the customer himself or herself. Mm. Like, do you want a so, sweet wine? Do you want a dry wine? Do you want exactly, something heavy? Uh, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yes, that kind of stuff. And also, there's some preference of cultivars as well. Some different customers prefer different style of wine. Mm-hmm. Unless if you want to, you know, when you're familiar, you always want to the customers to be explored, you know, and uh, you want to take them out of their comfort zone, you know. Their, mm. Shock them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And impress them. <laughs> yes. Shock them by impressing them. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, also, most importantly, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, wages opening bottles. Like, you know, my heart goes like the beating of my heart when I see <laughs> some of the waiters opening a bottle. Like, I want to stand up, you know, even when I'm a restaurant to say, let me have five these guys, you know. <laughs> it um, must be stressful some, having dinner with you. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as they as they hack the bottle, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you know uh, the way, like now, I'm uh, at Hermanos. There, I'm at Creation. You know, um, we're doing the the harvest this year with them. Mm. You know, you understand the hard work that goes into making that bottle of wine. Mm. You know, uh, these guys harvesting. You know, in the uh, 35 degrees sun and, you know, uh, and carrying all these crates and the winemakers coming with this experience and doing all those things, you know. You have to understand how difficult it is to to get that juice into that bottle. Mm. Then you have to respect it, you know, and uh, you have to treat it with care. So if somebody doesn't do that, then, then it really breaks the heart, you know, say, do you know where this bottle comes from, how it is made, mm. you know. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the other thing. So Actually, that's very good, isn't it? I mean, you, you've got, I think for many people, you don't really understand how hard it is to make a beautiful bottle of wine or even just to make any wine. Um, and it, and when you know what's gone into it and the love and the time and the, the skill set, it might make you appreciate this thing that you're holding and, and want to explore it more, even exactly. in a vocab point of view. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and what about uh, the restaurateur making notes for for the uh, for the waiter and say okay this is this you know th- these notes are applicable to this type of wine um this is what you should pronounce Yeah exactly that's what I actually um I'm, my my actually my idea is to speak to the restaurateurs because at the end of the day this is their business that's uh, that's them that's benefiting, you know. Mm. But you need to really um, train your waiters how to do that, mm. you know. Uh, on the waitering stuff, you can train your waiters the way you want. You tell them the food, how the food tastes like, and how you... But also, they must remember to... At least the basics, you know. Mm. How to talk about um, the wine... Uh, just to, for them to know the name of the cultivar, mm-hmm. how to open a bottle, and uh, you know, to understand uh, the, the the customer's uh, demand or what the customer wants, you know? Mm. And uh, even the food, because all the waiters, you go to any restaurant, they know the, the menu by head. Mm. And they will tell you, they will even recommend something that is really nice, that they really enjoy and they love, but... If they know the wine as well, and then they will make even better experience. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Linda Pusansky loves where you are, by the way. She says she celebrated her 70th birthday there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about encouraging um, those who work for you to taste the wine? I mean, you want them obviously to like it and appreciate it, but not like it too much. Yeah, I know it's a challenging being again. Um, you know, when I, when I me, I'm always drink, let's say, uh, Creation Chardonnay every day. Mm-hmm. When I go to a restaurant, 
I feel safe to order that bottle because I know I won't be disappointed, you know. But uh, if you have more knowledge and uh, you'll be capable to to change that person's mind to say, okay, I know you love this, mm-hmm. even if we don't have this, but can you try this? Mm. You know, because there are people that say, no, I only drink this wine and I drink this cultivar. Mm. But if you have more co- like um, comfortable enough and uh, convincing and confident, you know, to talk to a customer and then they will trust you mm. on that. And then if you impress them, next time they'll go to your next restaurant to say, you know what, uh, I've tried this other thing on the other day. You know, you take them out of their comfort zone. Mm. So training them and making them to understand, it's much, much, much easier for them to, to do the, those kind of things. And, but, and tell me something. I mean, you don't want this kind of oxycontin situation where you've got winemakers getting you to to push something, and I, I'm happy to say, obviously, wine is is better for your health <laughs> than that. I mean, how much pressure is there to sell a certain bottle of wine, and how do you deal with that pressure? Uh, I wouldn't call it the pressure. Um, I would call it, you know, uh, we we are familiar with ourselves with people as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, especially if something is very good, it's easy to sell, mm-hmm. you know, because you have the confidence that. Uh, uh, this person would definitely go for this bottle of wine, mm. you know. Yeah, and uh, if it's a prong wine, it's not really easy <laughs> to, you know, no. to sell it to you, to people because you also know that it's, nah, it's your reputation on the line, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not really a pressure. It, that's why families need to be more um, open and be honest. Mm. Even the winemaker, tell the winemaker, I don't like your wine. Yeah. It's because one, two, three, mm. you know? And then if you don't like the wine and then you list it on the list, and then you're not going to sell that bottle. Mm. Because you don't, I can't sell it something to you that I don't like, you know, I don't enjoy it. Mm. If I feel like there's something wrong with the wine, then why should I give it to somebody else? All right, if we've got any restaurateurs listening to this, and I'm sure we do, what would your advice be to them? Uh, would you set aside a day or two or just a couple of hours, get those who work in the restaurant to come on in um, and outline what it is that they should be learning? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, not you know, I always love to see each and every restaurant you know, to have good service because that's what we want in South Africa, you know. Uh, from waitering and from familiar point of view, you know, everyone to wait properly, uh, good service. Mm. I would really love it, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, we're going to leave it there and uh, we've got a an appropriate song coming up, Moses. Sorry that we've got to leave it there, but the line is just too bad. No, no problem. Just- yeah, just give us By your way, con. Jane, uh, are, yes, yeah. Are, are you coming to the office? Well, I, I, are you inviting me? Yes, I'm inviting you. I want to see you at the host 2024 this year. I'll see you there. It's a date. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Moses. <laughs> <No>. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs>